Hi, this is Anita Hummel, the Global Trade Gal. I have spent over 30 years living and working in Asia as part of the global supply chain. I've learned a lot of things through some very hard lessons. So if you're looking for insider tips, experiences, and other information, then you're in the right place. This is Anita, the Global Trade Gal, and this is episode number nine. And today we're going to talk about how do you find somebody to overseas to produce your product or to be able to produce your product ideas. I had a conversation this last week with a friend of mine who was looking to be able to produce some accessories for musical instruments. And he started asking me about like, you know, where do I go? How do I produce it? And the more we got, I could tell the more I got talking to him, the more he's like, oh, well, maybe this is a lot more complicated. I'm like, well, yeah, here's the things that I would look at. Here's the things that I would want to make sure of. And I don't really know this industry. And so, you know, the funny thing about a lot of industries is from the outset or for people that are, that are not in it, that are looking in, it can seem like, oh, this must be really easy to produce. Take, for example, something that we produce like a lamp. Most people might think like, oh, this must be easy. All you need is a base, you need some electric, you need a shade. But when you get really down to it, it's very, very technical and quite complicated, you know, with all the testing, the UL parts, how, um, the, you know, what, what type of parts need to be done, uh, the switches, the shades, and how large the shade can be, and all these other things that a lamp needs to be able to do to perform, to be able to get you know, in the United States, you all label or the label for Britain or the label for Sweden or the label for wherever it needs to have the label for. And so actually, you know, for something that could seem by someone who's not in the industry is very easy, can actually be quite complicated and quite technical. So if you're looking for someone to produce your product overseas, you know, I think there's a few things that you can do. First of all, find an agent or, you know, someone who knows the industry. And, you know, just because somebody's in China, this doesn't mean they're going to know Vietnam. Or someone's in Vietnam, they're not going to know China. Or someone who's in India probably doesn't know Africa. And so, you know, it really needs to be somebody who is there on the ground where you're looking to manufacture or to produce something. A good agent would be someone who knows the industry. You know, like they, they're in the industry, that they are somebody who probably isn't all over the place, who's not saying, I can do widgets, I can do baskets, I can do lamps, I can do this. And the reason why I say that is because, again, it goes back to the technicality of most products are a lot more technical to produce than what someone realizes. For example, take baskets. We do baskets. You know, when you're doing a basket, yeah, there are things you need to look at. How is it going to be treated? Is it going to mold? What type of materials being used? Is it going to be able to withstand certain things? I mean, those are all things that you need to be able to understand. And yes, a good manufacturer will understand them. But at the same time, it's good for you to have the backup knowledge to really know what is being bought. So a good agent, buying agent, would know your industry. They would have the local knowledge that they would really have the knowledge to be able to, to, to understand what is going on. They would live overseas if they're a foreigner. Like, for example, I am. I, I'm living overseas. That's one reason why I'm overseas is because my work is overseas. And, and basically, in order for me to do what I need to do, I pretty much need to be able to be overseas. They, um, you know, should be quality focused. You want someone who's going to be able to understand quality and quality is going to be an important part of what they do. 
For example, if you're looking to export something like wooden toys, they should know the rules, the regulations, the legal side of things, the compliance issue with toys. Because I could tell you right now, toys, there's a whole lot of that stuff. And if somebody doesn't know that stuff, it's going to be a problem. And it could be a problem when you actually bring the goods into the United States you or another country. You may not have the proper paperwork. And so that's going to become a problem for you too. Another way, of course, is you can attend trade shows, you know, but what's happened lately with this COVID-19 is it's gotten harder and harder for the trade shows because it used to be everybody went to the trade shows, everybody met people at the trade shows, and there were a lot of people that that's all they did. That's the only way they sourced was through the trade shows. And actually, last few years, trade shows have been empty and a lot of factories that depended upon trade shows have not been doing so well because, you know, it's, it's become less and less because of this. And I don't know what the future of trade shows are going to be. I don't know if it's going to be that suddenly trade shows are going to burst again and everyone's going to want to go to a trade show. Or I think it's going to be probably somewhere more in a happy medium where there's still going to be trade shows, but they're not going to be as essential as some other things. Because first of all, trade shows are extremely expensive for a person to show at the show. It's a huge investment. So you have to be able to look that you're going to get back your investment somehow. You know, so that's one of the main things. And so, you know, for a show to really be viable, it means that who's ever conducting the show has to be able to bring the people in and they have to be willing to pay the money and have the samples and have the staff there and, you know, all the other things. And then the buyers need to be able to want to come in. So, it, you know, trade shows are absolutely huge. Another one is there's a lot of, you know, business to business websites such as Alibaba. My experience is that I have not always found the best suppliers on Alibaba. And a lot of the really good factories I know are not on Alibaba. You know, so there again, it's, it becomes, you know, where it becomes knowledge of someone you know. And I'm talking about that in China, I've seen some huge factories, huge, very good, top quality, who are not on Alibaba. So you should not make the assumption that just because, you know, somebody is not on Alibaba, that they're not big and they're not good or that Alibaba is the only place, because that is not at all true. That is, again, why going back to number one, if you have a good buying agent or somebody who really knows what they're doing, they will know all those factories without knowing Alibaba, because it's usually those factories that are not on Alibaba or somebody has a connection to, which end up being the best sources for you to be able to buy from. And also, too, you know, some of the factories that are in Alibaba, too, though it's, it's gotten better over the last few years, especially with the China factories, but a lot of them require huge amounts of quantities. So if you're looking to buy a little bit less, it becomes harder to find them on Alibaba. The other thing, of course, is through Google search and other search engines. Uh, you know, one of, the, one of the ways that we've been doing a lot of things is through blogging lately, where people... I've been able to find through blogs, podcasts, other ways of marketing like that. And, you know, th that should be, you know, that, that's another way that you can be able to try to find some sources, contact them, see how it works, you know, see how you're able to work with them. Do they send you prices? What do they send you? That type of thing. And the last one is you can contact your trade office or your embassy or other trade organizations. If you are American, don't expect the commercial office at the U.S. Embassy to help you with any of your trade inquiries because the commercial office at the U.S. Embassy is all about bringing American companies into another country to invest there than it is about trying to help 
export product to be sold in America. But there are some chamber of commerces that may or may not have some contacts. Um, you know, there, but some of the other embassies, some of the European embassies might have some staff or others that can help you. But there again, it becomes like, how well does the embassy staff really know your industry? Like, do they know it well enough to really find you the best contacts, the best people, um, you know, the, the best, you know, the best of what you need? And, and usually for me, I found the answer is probably no, especially if it is a complicated product. You know, one of the other ways, and if, if you can get this, which is one of the hardest ways, is to try to get referrals from people that are in your industry. I mean, I'd be surprised, you'd be surprised how many people have asked me and said, ah, oh, can you just give me this or tell me this? Or, hey, we're friends, you tell this to me. And I'll be like, no, I'm not going to tell you. So it really depends upon whether someone that you know in your industry, someone who's already buying, um, considers it a trade secret, or will they give it to you because they... Uh, feel like, you know, it could be good. Maybe it will help them in some way. So if you know somebody who's already importing a product similar to yours, and maybe you're not super, super competitors, you know, they might be willing to be able to give you some information. So, you know, this is, as you can tell by this, that it's not always an easy thing. You know, even for us that are over here in Asia, and we're on the ground and we're sourcing products, I can tell you that sourcing procuring and finding products is actually quite a difficult thing to do. And I suppose there again, if it was easy, it would be everybody would be doing it because it would just be so easy. But generally, you know, it's, it's really quite a difficult thing. So I guess my number one advice would be do, don't get discouraged, you know, like just keep going at it. If you keep plugging away at it, you will find the right person. But just understand that it may take time. And the first person you meet or the second person or the third person, even the fifth or sixth may not be the right person. And the other advice I would give is don't just source one, you know, go to check out several people and then go with who you think is the best because, you know, it's, it's really not always an easy thing. And um, even for, like I've said, those of us that are over here, this is not necessarily the easiest part of business. It can be hard to find the right supplier. This podcast is sponsored by Mindoro. We create, develop, and manufacture home decor and home furnishing products in Asia with a social conscience. We'd love to have you check out our blog at mindoro.com and sign up for our newsletter. We'll put a link below in our description so you can easily go there. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give us a thumbs up and leave us a review. This really helps. Thank you again for listening.